0: Hello, back again, Mitch and Grant, episode 7 of Kaleidoscope. On this episode, we're going to talk about planets and shit. Space and all that
1: shit. You know that Tesla that got launched up there, right? Have you seen that? Yep. You know you can buy one of those rockets for $90 million?
0: Only $90 million. Yeah. That's it? That's not Bar- too insane. What a bargain.
1: Bill Gates could buy a dozen of them, right?
0: Yeah, I guess he could.
1: I yeah. mean, there's probably at least... I would say a thousand people in the world that have ninety million dollars.
0: Okay. Wouldn't you say so?
1: I mean, that's not that.
0: Yeah, I would say probably.
1: It's just crazy. You can. You know, Russia just opened, or not just open, but I think they're going to open it in two thousand twenty-two or something. But a um, space hotel that's in orbit around Earth. Oh there, shit. Yeah, there's like a ten night minimum stay or a week or something like that. A few day, a few days. And I think it costs twenty million dollars for that minimum stay. For the whole thing. For the whole yeah, whole deal. Oh, well
0: shit, that ain't so bad.
1: No, not really. Twenty million. I mean, you get a whole week up there, right? So what do you get to do in it?
0: They Besides probably, the view. <laughs>
1: That's what I was wondering. They probably got like a little gym in there, and uh, yeah, a little TV. I bet maybe a little computer. That's, That's probably, probably
0: like a really shitty TV too.
1: Yeah, it probably you know, it's like
0: they have like the sickest view you yeah. could have but it's probably like it's like one of those fucking uh
1: at least tube get, tvs at least you get satellite yeah yeah that's true <laughs> yeah. yeah but
0: i bet mean, it's a fucking tube tv it probably is like yeah. i don't know it's good but it's like shit
1: quality it's probably shit quality but i'm sure it's i'm sure it's not a tube tv because they got to be light enough to get it up I there i don't know they ran out of budget they got to make those yeah, margins it's like fuck <laughs>
0: We spent all our money on this, on this fucking craft. We they got like shitty thread count up there too. This like, man, this shit is coarse as fuck. They got one of those like fucking flannel sheets. Or you go something. in there,
1: there's like a bed from like Goodwill. Yeah, it's like two hundred, two hundred count thread. thread count <laughs>
0: you ever had those? Uh, you know those fucking cheap, cheap flannel motherfuckers
1: for sheets. Yeah. No, just like a 200 thread count, you mean? The,
0: motherfucker, they ain't got a thread count. These like <laughs> flannel. They're fucking terrible. It's like, you know, the fucking flannel pajamas with the little booty flap? Oh, yeah. You like unbutton them and take a shit or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. They got that shit. You know, that shit is the sheets and stuff. It's uh, fucking terrible. I, I, or like silk sheets. I, haven't I know this it. is off topic, but silk sheets. I fucking hate those things. Why? Because, man, like you're sold on that whole aesthetic and that whole image of all like, oh, silk sheets. That shit is swank and sexy and... <laughs> whatever you know you think you're cut like a fucking mac but then you get it you ever like chew the meat around your thumbnails and fingernails and shit sometimes i have a really bad habit of doing that so anyway like you'll be on them silk sheets and shit and then you'll like you'll rub your hand or something and it'll catch oh yeah on the meat like a fingernail or something yeah and it constantly catches and it's like god damn every little thing catches in the hair (laughs) and shit it's just not cool and it always slides off the edge because the pockets aren't deep enough Mm. I don't know. Anyway, they probably got cheap sheets in that motherfucker. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, bet. TV's probably shitty. They got like the shittiest satellite cable package up there.
0: Yeah, it's fucking crap. I I just know that like, they they're definitely pulling from somewhere. So like, you know, most of the shit like that, they spit all their shit on one thing. Mm-hmm. And all the amenities, they just not there. Yeah. You know. Anyway, yeah. So so twenty million.
1: Mm-hmm. All All right. Would I'll, you do I'll it? Start Let's say you had eighty million. Would you spend it on that? You want to go to space? Fuck that bad? no,
0: man. No, not on that. But <laughs> like, I don't know. There's just I think there's cooler shit to do. I mean, I could still probably spend a you know much less and go to space. You know, because that's that. That's here and now.
1: Like what? Well, yeah. I mean, if you what wait... do I
0: want to go to space and just fucking sit in a hotel for? <laughs> like imagine going on a vacation to go to a hotel room and never leave
1: yeah it'd be that's cool. pretty fucking dumb it'd be cool if they let you do spacewalks There's yeah you know if i could like there. go
0: out and, and fucking excavate planets and shit that's all right <laughs> <laughs> mind me some fucking ore or some shit i'd be all right with that and do some cool shit but i'm not gonna go just to go to a space hotel that's a fucking terrible idea that's stupid as hell i'll just i'll just watch like a 4k video on youtube or some shit from a satellite perspective and be like damn that's dope.
1: you know they're sending people to mars yeah pretty soon yeah but, aren't
0: there two different like a couple different projects though on that
1: i only know the one they're gonna send i think four people every four years yeah and they're gonna keep adding to it
0: i thought like, isn't that spacex or some shit and yeah i think
1: that's spacex doing but that. i thought
0: nasa had plans to do it too
1: i haven't heard of nasa I haven't plans look to do
0: it up. yeah it's gonna i think was gonna be a long time yeah i up.
1: forgot what year spacex planned on sending their first was it like 2026 or something spacex yeah
0: mm, look it up The, the vast amount of listeners here are going to have to tolerate the clickety clack of my keyboard.
1: Whoever listened to that one podcast last week, (laughs) thanks a lot. Thank you for your one view.
0: (laughs) It was probably one of us. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, loyal viewership. There, listenership. All right, hold on. Ah, fuck. Twenty eighteen. Bullshit. 2022?
1: Yeah, that sounds like it. Right here. Uh,
0: 2024. Yeah. Their aspirational goal was to land the first human by 2024. All right. Yeah, but that's SpaceX. All right, so that's Musk. But I I felt like NASA was uh working on something, too.
1: NASA don't have no fucking money. That's true. That's what their problem is. <laughs> that's true. They don't. They broke as fuck. <laughs> They're trying to we tried. build rockets out of aluminum foil over there.
0: Yeah, they're fucking trying. They got like a patchwork fucking
1: <laughs> plexiglass. and are like nailing plywood onto the holes <laughs> in the rocket.
0: <laughs> I don't know when the fuck NASA does. TBD. Who do, who the fuck knows? But people were trying to do that shit. That's what's important. And I watched that little documentary they had on the 4... You know, the four people, I can't remember if it was SpaceX or some shit. I don't know. I felt yeah. like there was two or three different people trying to do this.
1: And, uh, I know SpaceX is the one that's going to send four after four years. Yeah. Supposedly.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, it, it, I think the challenges it poses are pretty interesting, too. Yeah. Like the toxic soil and having to terraform. <laughs> yeah. The well, soil and shit.
1: Terraform Oh, I thought you meant terraform the planet. Yeah, I mean, just well, like to grow plants there at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've heard of terraforming, though. Yeah. Right, you know what that is? Mm-hmm. You change the whole... Yeah, that,
0: yeah. I, I watched Superman, Men of Steel, motherfucker, I saw. They are trying to, like, terraform it, and Superman's like... Doo, 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 and he fucking flies around in a circle and stops the terraforming because he goes so fast and he reverts the, the terraforming.
1: I'm, I'm sure that's scientifically accurate.
0: Dude, it's pretty fucking accurate. It's Superman. It's anyway. It's definitely real. Yeah. What were you saying?
1: I mean, terraforming is when they... You know, they can change the whole thing to grow plants and get enough oxygen going.
0: I don't think they were trying to grow plants in Superman. They were just looking to fuck shit up and oh. make it, like, livable. Yeah, them, I mean, they're aliens.
1: That's what it would do. It would, they would just dump a bunch of algae. Yeah. It would somehow find water. They had water a big laser.
0: Them. Maybe we could use that. A big laser? A <laughs> <laughs> fucking laser. And everyone was like, oh, shit. And then he's like, oh, got it, bro. And then he just went in a big circle backwards, and that was it.
1: Have you heard of the curiosity rover that's on mars right now
0: i've heard of it yeah
1: it's like the the top of the line i think it got launched in like 2012 Mm -hmm. it still seems new to me because i remember when it first got there but apparently it's like the size of a small car it's like 10 feet long five feet wide it's got six wheels that are each independently movable that are on little arms and it has um a drill on it that can drill like 12 inches deep into the ground and take out dust samples, and then it has an entire laboratory inside the inside of the car that can perform different tests on the dirt, test it it's for different sweet. chemicals. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it just and it's solar powered and and nuclear powered, so it can go up there. I mean, they give them short lifetimes for mission times, like one or two years usually, but they almost always exceed that time. It'll probably last eighty years up there before the nuclear batteries run dead. Damn. Yeah like you've heard of Voyager 1 right mm-hmm. you, you know when was that launched like what the 70s or something
0: I, fuck, I don't know I've just heard of it
1: well it's still going Damn. It, it's purpose it didn't have like a destination it, it was supposed to do flybys around a bunch of planets so we could learn about them but it didn't really have a final destination they just wanted it to keep going farther and farther away and so I think right now it's going like 30,000 miles an hour away like past Pluto out of the solar system mm-hmm. and I'm I don't know how far away it is exactly. I know it's past Pluto, and it might even be triple or quadruple the distance past Pluto by now. Okay. But it just keeps going on and on. And they had you know, a, a nuclear battery in it. Um, not exactly a, the same kind of nuclear power system you'd have like for a power station, but it's a RFIG. It's a, it's a special kind of heat-powered battery. But it's supposed to last like 40 or 50 years, and it's just now reaching the end of its lifetime. So that they still have radio contact with it, which is pretty cool.
0: Damn. So how do they how do they get it back?
1: They don't get it. It just keeps going farther away, and eventually the battery will die, and we won't get to talk. But to like it But like the anymore. dust
0: samples and shit on the rover and stuff. How oh, do they, they don't.
1: There's no return missions. That's why they have the laboratory and everything is inside of the rover. So they can see all that stuff from. Yeah, they can. Where we're at. Yeah, we can. They just send the data back to us. Oh shit. Like, cause they have, well, like it's it's really interesting how they communicate out there. There's something called the Deep Space Network, and there's three giant radio antennas. There's one in North America in the U.S., there's one in Europe, and there's one in Australia. So they're situated to be at like triangle points on all sides of the globe. So no matter how you're looking at the Earth, you can always see at least one of them. So that way it doesn't matter which way the Earth is facing, we're always able to communicate with them through one of those radio telescopes. Or, Or dishes, I guess, is what they are. But it's pretty cool, like on the, we have orbiters, you know, going around Mars with radio telescopes on them also. And so when the rover wants to communicate with us, it sends a signal up to one of the orbiters, and then the orbiter relays it to Earth. And that's how we can communicate. And there's actually pretty fast connections on there. I think they can communicate like 10 megabits a second or something like that. Damn. Pretty so, fast. So it's better than dial-up. Yeah, it's better than dial-up, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> fucking dial-up.
0: I, I think the most tedious part about dial-up, it wasn't the speed. It was the fucking noise. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily they don't have phone lines up there yet. Yeah, so. and the
0: fax noise, too. <laughs> the fucking fax machine. Yeah.
1: But yeah, they got a whole little radio network going on up there where they can communicate all over the place.
0: I think it's weird that NASA's underfunded.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see what we think is important. Yeah.
0: I feel like that's pretty pretty important. Yeah. Like when there is an undeniable fact that the earth will eventually be consumed by the sun and it's just fucked. Yeah. I feel like that should be a priority. I know it's a long ways away.
1: Well, I mean, the, but... we don't know how long it is. I mean, some most estimates are about 3 billion years. Yeah. But one thing we know is that the sun isn't emitting um, nearly as much neutrinos as it should be. And our current models of nuclear theory suggest that it makes it unstable because of that. But we don't really know for sure because we don't know enough about neutrinos at the moment because they're so hard to... I don't
0: even know what the fucking neutrino is.
1: It's like a a massless particle. It sounds
0: like it involves nutrients.
1: Nutrients? Hey, hell yeah. No, it's just a it's it's a massless particle like a photon. You mm. know what a photon is, mm. right? It's like a photon except it doesn't interact with matter. It just passes through matter.
0: Dude, that shit sounds like a cereal. Neutrinos. Kids, eat no. your fucking neutrinos. Do you
1: remember Rick and Morty, the neutrino bomb? No. You don't... Whatever.
0: Is it season three?
1: No, it's in it's in all the seasons, God I think. Goddamn, I don't know. It's like Rick. That's like the nuclear bomb of Rick and Morty. It's called a neutrino bomb and it can like blow up entire planets. Still
0: need to finish season three.
1: See, it's funny because a neutrino neutrino bomb would be the worst kind of bomb there is because neutrinos just pass through matter, they don't interact with it. Like, you could get blasted with neutrinos and they'd all just go right through you and you never know. You're actually getting blasted by a ton of neutrinos right now. I don't know the actual numbers, but a ton, like billions neutrinos per second are just moving through your body but since they hardly they they do interact with matter but it's very rare like there's probably 10 to the power of 100 neutrinos going through the planet earth every second but maybe one or two of those neutrinos every day interacts with something inside or hits something smashes into it the rest of it just pass right through so they have like special detection facilities like the size of a house Like They have this huge basin of water, and they they monitor the charge of it to detect neutrinos. And I think once every couple of weeks, they'll detect one neutrino. They'll be like, ha!
0: That shit should still be a cereal, I'm telling you. Neutrinos? Fuck yeah, dude. It sounds like Cheerios. You steal the whole Cheerio thing. Yeah, you can give it 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 like a little science theme. Fuck
1: yeah. Well, we just put it out in public space now. So how long? We get, I think, one year before we can put a patent on it. All right. My trademark. Fuck y'all. I will not steal that idea if anybody listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can put like Rick and Morty on the on the cereal box. I don't and...
0: think I could do that. I got to talk to some people. I got to yeah. make some connections first. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. But as far as like I, we were saying before we started recording, livable atmospheres. That's the shit I find most interesting, especially if you've seen Interstellar. You ever watch that shit? Mm-hmm. You did?
1: No. I've seen. No, I haven't seen Interstellar. I was thinking of another one. Christopher Nolan.
0: It's pretty. It's pretty sweet. No,
1: I know I haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, it's basically like the Earth's fucked up. Like, shit's fucked up. I don't know why. It's just fucked up, and there's all these, like, storms and stuff all the time. And basically, it's just at a point where Earth is just not. It's just unstable. It's getting to the point where it's unlivable, and they have to find a way to. Save it or find life on another planet, you know, essentially. It's this huge dilemma. It's really fucking interesting. It's pretty, it's really well done, too. It's pretty cool, like, watching them, you know, Matthew McConaughey being the bad motherfucker is the hero that he is, decides to go out and, you know, find a livable space for humankind, or at least some of humankind.
1: Wait, so he, he search he's searching for it in a spaceship?
0: More or less, yeah. Thought. So- there's holes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Because if you're about to point out holes there are because basically mo- they had like Is a lot of consultants it? and most of it held up, but then mm-hmm. other like, I guess astrophysicists or who the fuck ever were like, yeah. Hold up, that shit wouldn't work.
1: You yeah, know? I like I like movies that are well researched. I but. I
0: think it was. But basically he'd go to some places where the concept of time was like slowed way the fuck down. Or it was way faster.
1: You mean like the days on those planets?
0: Yeah, like he would he would be there for what seemed like a day or two in the time of that planet, Mm. but it was many, 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 many years to to those on Earth.
1: Well, do you mean like actual planetary days, or what he felt like?
0: I don't know. Like it's been fuck. It's been like four or five years since I've seen him. Because
1: like I don't know actual day length times on other planets but let's say mars has days that last eight hours and earth's days last 24 hours mm-hmm. is it like that or is it like he thought he was gone for a day but he was actually gone for 10 years or something like that yes okay the, the, that is a real thing it's called time dilation yeah but that's it, exactly what it was yeah
0: it's exactly that situation it was fucking awesome too.
1: yeah so you can actually um experience time dilation from a, there's a bunch of things that can cause it, but the two most common would be being in the presence of a strong gravitational field or traveling really fast. <laughs> well, so this happened
0: when he was on the planet. Okay, he so, was on it, and there was like a it was like a huge ocean, like a big fucking tidal wave or something, and mm-hmm. it was super slow, about to like consume their shit, mm-hmm. and they had to like make it back and all this stuff, and then by the time they got back, it was fucking years. Years and years huh. that this happened.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. I've heard that if, if you could fly around a black hole really fast to get captured in its orbit, I think that happens too. Yeah, and that might have
0: been when it happened. I could have yeah. some of the timelines and shit fucked up. All I know
1: yeah. is they
0: did some fucked up space shit, and then a shitload of time passed, yeah. way more than he thought.
1: You can go into the future that way um, if you go fast for a long enough period of time. Really fast, you can go into the future, and there's actually an equation that calculates it. And when I flew to China last summer, I got curious about if I went into the future any significant amount. So I you know, found out the speed of the plane I was in and how many hours I flew and I calculated that I went actually about 17 nanoseconds into the future during that flight. So that was pretty cool, it's 17 nanoseconds not quite negligible you know i mean a clock yeah. cycle on your computer it's, takes it's less time fairly, but still yeah
0: that is pretty cool
1: but i mean the astronauts that go into space or into earth orbit i should say that stay up there for three months or six months at a time they actually go one or three seconds into the future because they're going so fast you know they orbit the earth 17 times a day
0: yeah yeah but it, it, it's an interesting uh Movie, I can't remember like, and they go to like some fucked up ice planet and shit. I don't know. You just have to watch it sometime. All right. It'd be you. Somebody like you should watch it too because I'm sure there's shit you'll point out and be like, that shit, I think it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Damn this! Look at this dog, dude. He's like chewing his foot and he's like ripping the fucking hair off his foot. Hey, Devo. Jesus Christ! He's going to fucking town on that thing. <laughs> I already took him to the vet about it. I don't know. I'm about to take him back. Goddamn. I'm going to put a wrap on it or something, man. It's, it's like all red and fucked up. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, you know, that, that's the stuff I find most interesting. Is, like livable atmospheres. Yeah, like, you know, the whole deal with Mars, and then we were talking about, like, the Venus, uh, you know, like the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sky I mean, cities and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, because the atmosphere in Venus is almost all CO2. Right. So because of that, it's it's really dense. And... In other words, if you have a hot air balloon or a helium balloon on Earth, it can only lift up so much weight for its size because it's suspended in air. But if you suspended it in carbon dioxide, that same balloon would be a lot more buoyant. So you could have, you wouldn't need like a blimp the size of a blimp. You could have a blimp with a much smaller balloon attached to it and still hold up a pretty significant amount of weight. And if you stay up 50 kilometers above the surface on Venus, you'll actually have one atmosphere of Earth's atmosphere pressure, so it's 14.7 psi, which you could walk out in without a spacesuit. You would just need a respirator and a basically a, an airtight suit, just because the sulfur dioxide and everything in the atmosphere there. But it's only at that same altitude, it's only 160 degrees, so basically like a fireman's suit and a respirator and a full airtight skin suit would be enough for you to just walk around in the clouds of venus
0: that's so crazy
1: yeah see on this shit is so cool balloon to platform like have you seen star wars
0: you know i'm fucking think i'm the only human being left on earth or any other planet that has not seen star wars i but, saw the shitty prequels when i was a child
1: oh that's crazy but then the second the second movie they made or episode five i guess it is is they have like these cloud cities in this planet that's like that mm-hmm. where they have like these floating platforms they're not suspended by balloons, but that's essentially what what they're going for there. You have the city in the clouds.
0: So why why Mars?
1: You mean Mars? Why Mars? Because it's uh, it's kind of normal. I mean Venus, you can't really do anything at the surface because first of all, it's like 600 degrees down there, and there's like 90 atm's of pressure, which is like being under um a thousand meters of water you know which you need an extremely pressure capable you need like a submarine basically something that can withstand a lot of pressure and then it would have to have a bunch of air conditioners built into it because it's going to be 600 degrees around it so like the soviets managed to get a couple of landers on venus the last two they sent to actually transmit data after landing on the surface and not get destroyed on the way down but they only lasted on the surface for less than an hour each because they had air conditioners on there that would try to keep the inside cool so that it could run the computers. But when it's 600 degrees outside, the air conditioner is only going to work for so long before they break, and that's what happened. So you can't really do a lot on the surface. That's an
0: expensive endeavor. Yeah. Just just for it to blow up in your fucking face like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do on the... And plus, there's just... There's sulfur everywhere in the air. It's just a disgusting, nasty atmosphere it's so hot the only thing you could really do would be in the clouds and really i think another reason they're looking at mars so much is because it has the potential to harbor life because we're finding signs of water there and we think it used to be um more like earth with a higher oxygen concentration and now it doesn't have that anymore and there's there's frozen ice at the poles which makes us think even more that there's probably water there and Venus has no water and no oxygen at all. So Mars is just a little bit of a closer type of planet to Earth as far as that goes. There is uh I keep looking at that dog.
0: It's fucking... Jesus, he's just... Like, he's ripping... Hold on, I gotta look. Ripping the fucking hair out of his foot. Buddy, stop. Holy shit. Come here, look at it. You gotta see this. I'm for real. Look. Oh my god, it's all red. Dude, he's ripped the fucking hair off of his foot. What the fuck? It's like you were saying with your thumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Enough. He's got like
1: a nervous habit?
0: No, I d I don't know whether he's he's only been like that for the last couple weeks. I don't know what the hell. I took him to the vet and uh Give you him know, some Xanax. Well we didn't <laughs> give him we didn't give him anything uh, before you know, because they asked me if it's something he does often, and no, he's, he's only done it the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to have to take him back and, you know, have him have him look at it because it's got worse and see about, you know, giving him something for it. I don't fucking know, but it's rough looking. I'm hoping uh, he'll just go to fucking sleep soon. Damn.
1: What? Oh. Never what? mind. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> what is it motherfucker I'm, I'm not gonna elaborate what just the way you said that i was like oh shit
0: what what did i say <laughs> like, I'm hope- oh fuck he will go to sleep soon no I'm fucking
1: not die like well, you were talking fucking- about you were talking about the vet and everything like, no I fuck no fucking- i'm not
0: i hope that motherfucker dies soon no i love that no, he's gonna be fucking 10 next month jesus christ i love that motherfucker no Hell no, I don't want him to die. No, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Libby's asleep downstairs, and I, I didn't want him to come up here, but, you know, because they'll be all, like, excited and shit, so I was I was hoping they'd go the fuck down stairs oh. and go to sleep in the bed. Not permanently. <laughs> Damn, I just wanted to fucking take a nice nap, you know? Stop chewing his fucking foot for a while. Christ. It, anyway, fucking, fucking dog-murdering-ass motherfucker. No, no, fuck. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna kill him because he <laughs> chews his fucking foot. Ah, he oh, had this a good one, run, but this, this one's just a dud. He's a fucking dud. <laughs> no, I did have a little uh, weenie dog. That was my first dog, my first dog, like, not as a family dog. He he was mine, and I, I got him when I was five. And the motherfucker followed me everywhere. He was a good dog. Of course, he hated everybody else. And he used to have like little mites and stuff. I don't know, man. He he just had a hell of a time. He'd always chew himself. He'd chew little fucking. Uh, hot spots and stuff. It was real bad. He had that problem his whole life. So he lived to be about 15, though. But I've had him since fucking 2008. I don't know what's up. I mean, he's over here, you know, chewing the fucking absolute hair off his foot. So, <coughs> you know, I'm not going to take him to the emergency vet over a fucking chewy foot. That shit cost. when Seb had his seizures, the other dog had his uh seizures, Fuck, I took him to the emergency vet. They charged, they charged me like a grand almost. It's crazy. For one night. Mm-hmm. All they did was give him some Valium and shit. It's fucking crazy. They, they'll fuck you up over there, but I don't know what's up with this foot. I just got to get it checked out and get him some kind of medication, some kind of ointment or something. But, you know, the problem is with dogs is you put, you put some kind of ointment or some shit or like Neosporin, they're just it off, you know. I mm. could just, I'd like to just clean it, you know, and... Like, disinfect the shit, maybe, and then put Neo on it. But he'll you put just like a band aid on it. Well, fuck, that's what I thought about doing. But I don't know if you, you know, I don't know if that's okay. If you could put like a wrap, I thought about cleaning it up, putting some Neo on it, and putting maybe like an adhesive wrap. You think that shit is like inhumane or something? I
1: would it Google off. it. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I will. I will. He might try to chew it off. That would be my concern. Yeah, but
0: I feel like that's better than him. I mean, look, fuck, dude, he's like chewing the fuck out of his foot. It's not good. I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna try to like clean it with a wet wipe
1: or yeah, something. I would wrap it in like some gauze or something.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I still have some when I got my wisdom teeth cut out. Yeah, and I had to pack the <laughs> poor Libby She like I was fucked up, you know, on the meds and stuff for the first day, and uh, I think they gave me like hydrocodone or something. Mm-hmm. And it was bleeding constantly because one of them they had to the drill like fully fucking drill. They couldn't just pull it have a big fucking hole. And uh, some bitch kept bleeding. And she'd have to cram her fingers back. I'm like, I'll nah, 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 fucking drool it on her and shit. And she's like cramming her fingers back there, fucking pulling the bloody gauze out, and changing it and shit. And she read that you could put tea bags back there. And she did, except she forgot that they have fucking staples in them. <laughs> so I like got fucking bloody fucked up hole in my Aww. mouth. I can't hardly talk. And then there's like a fucking stable stabbing the fuck out of it. <laughs> god damn that hurt <laughs> yeah he's going to t- like he ain't going to have the fucking hair by the time we done recording here after this i'm gonna definitely try that tactic because mm. this shit is ridiculous <sighs> anyway i'm gonna try not to be distracted by it uh till until this i just i just wonder what it is what
1: the fuck would do that you know maybe it's like poison ivy and it itches can
0: dogs get poison
1: ivy I don't, I mean, you know he, what because i do I mean, have poison he's got, ivy he's got my exposed skin He doesn't have hair on his arm. That's true,
0: fuck. Yeah, because he's a hairless dog. I do have poison ivy in my backyard, so. uh, I'm
1: kind of curious. We're getting way off topic. Yeah, (laughs) this
0: is way off topic, but that's just kind of interesting. Like, can a fucking dog get poison ivy? Damn, that's, you know, I never even thought of that. Because I know for a fact I have it back Mm -hmm. there near my shed and stuff. I keep my mower in.
1: Yeah, they they can get it.
0: Damn, you know what? He might... But wouldn't he, so you, you think he has more places in his foot?
1: Well, it says it's not likely to b- bother cats and dogs because of their coats, but since he don't his arm yeah.
0: yeah, shit, you know that's that's a really interesting uh, thought. I don't know. Don't it don't it only last like a couple of weeks
1: though? It could last a while, especially if you're constantly scratching it and making it that's worse. True,
0: yeah. He's he has been chewing the fuck out of it. I thought he mm-hmm. died down there with it for a while, but fuck, he's he's back at it. All right, anyway, let's try to get back on topic, and I'll. I'll take care of that in a timely fashion after
1: this yeah the other planet i was or this is a moon that i was going to talk about was europa have you heard of that
0: yes yeah what do you know about it i just know that it exists
1: that's that's right that's it that's all i know that's correct it does exist
0: yeah europa i've just fucking heard that name that's all i know about it
1: it's one of jupiter's moons and it's got a solid rock core with and it's geologically active which means it's got lava and it's hot in the middle Um, And then there's a liquid ocean, we think, above that rocky core. And then there's an ice layer on top of all that. And all we know that we can see from space is ice. It's just an ice moon. But the reason we think there's a liquid ocean underneath it is because there's geysers that shoot out of it. And if there's geysers that shoot out, some kind of heat has to be driving that, which means it's geologically active. And the reason it's geologically active is because it's orbiting Jupiter in an ellipse. And so it's getting stretched and squashed by Jupiter's gravity every time it goes around, and that kind of heats it up just through friction. And so it gets hot on the inside, and it melts that inner layer of ice. So that actually creates a pretty possible opportunity for life. Because most life on Earth is driven by the sun, but not all of it. You know, there's down in the ocean, at the very bottom of the ocean, where there's no sunlight, and you have those thermal vents that shoot out all those... Um, basically just hot water with a bunch of minerals in it there's bacteria that use the heat of that water and the chemicals in it to do something called chemosynthesis instead of photosynthesis and then there's little shrimp and filter feeders that feed on those bacteria and then there's crabs that feed on those shrimp and there's a whole food chain down there in the bottom of the ocean that's not powered by the sun it's powered by geological heat so a similar situation could be there on europa where there's hydrothermal vents down there that power entire food chains of life. We just we wouldn't know unless we we drilled through the ice and with a little submarine went down and looked. So
0: what are feasibly the most livable atmospheres for humans in terms of planets?
1: Well, we sent um we sent that probe to Titan. And Titan on the surface has if I'm not mistaken it has oxygen, but it also has a ton of methane like there's there's liquid oceans of methane there and probably some propane too and methane is just natural gas so there's unlimited fuel supplies shit already. that
0: sounds like fucking Hank Hill heaven shit. yeah you ever watch King of the Hill mm-hmm. fucking King of the Hill are you well, kidding me you,
1: no you've never seen Star Wars so don't, don't, no, that's don't true. start Fuck that right. yeah, King of the Hill <laughs> man he's
0: like, this, I know he's I've gotta hold on I gotta fucking google Hank Hill I know I've got off track like a million times this motherfucker. You've never seen him. Oh, okay, I've seen parts of it on YouTube. Like, Damn it, Bobby. He's like I sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking propane salesman in Texas. Yeah, that's his fucking job. Anyway, yeah, so there's like fucking huge waves of uh, like uh, yeah, like okay. oceans of it down yeah. there.
1: There's actually I forgot how much more like at least 10 times more natural gas and propane on that little moon than there is on all of Earth and all of our oil God, reserves.
0: that's So fucking interesting yeah that shit is fascinating you know
1: yeah and there's there's also uh solid water ice surrounding the entire planet and oxygen in the atmosphere or maybe there's not oxygen i don't i'm not 100 percent sure i remember there's oxygen i know there's water ice and propane and natural gas but think about what you could do with ice and flammable fuel right so first of all you can melt the ice into water with the heat from the fuel and you can drink the water and then you can perform electrolysis on the water which splits it into hydrogen and oxygen and then there's your oxygen you can breathe the oxygen and then hydrogen that you get from that is just another fuel source so now you have hydrogen fuel natural gas methane propane for fuel and ice which you can use for drinking water or to produce oxygen so there you go i mean that you could have entire civilizations Mm-hmm. yeah titan it has ice and propane what a great combination know. Yeah. and then there's venus's upper atmosphere which doesn't really have anything useful it's mostly just sulfuric acid and carbon dioxide but it has a manageable atmosphere because the problem with titan is it's very dark i think when the sun's up it's about as bright as a car headlight 300 feet away or something oh, like that what now on titan
0: what, when the sun's up, it's when, how bright? When it? the
1: sun's up, is it's about as bright as a car headlight 300 feet away. Damn. Because it's far away. We're talking about Saturn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Holy shit. So there's not a whole lot of light It's fucking dismal. Suicide yeah. rates went fucking pew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not a whole lot of light, and it's also very cold. It's like something like minus 200 there at night. Fuck. Minus 100. During... It's so cold that, I mean, again, it wouldn't be a problem because you have heat. You know, you have flammable liquids you could use for heat unlimited supplies of it basically but it's cold you wouldn't want to go outside no amount of of clothing would keep yeah, you how, warm
0: what is kind of the cap there
1: like antarctica
0: say like clothing wise how how cold can it protect us too
1: that's a good question uh i mean i know antarctica gets down to like a minus 100 fahrenheit i think i'm i'm, I'm throwing out some numbers here that's a good question i kind of want to google it I mean, I know you can't, because the the thing about it, just what I've noticed, um, because I've never really been that far north or or south to experience cold. The coldest I've ever been in is like minus three with like 25 mile an hour winds while it's snowing. And that's when I went skiing this winter and we had that really cold spell come through. Yeah. So with 25 mile an hour winds at minus three, the wind chill with that on exposed skin is going to be about minus 17. And... I had on about as much clothing as I could have. I mean, I had on long johns, two pairs of pants, and then waterproof ski pants on top of that, like those bibs. Did you feel any of the cold? Not through my clothing. I had two t-shirts on, two hoodies, and then the upper overalls of the ski bibs, and then a heavy waterproof jacket on top of that. And then on my head, I had a toboggan that came down really far and covered my ears, and I had... um, one of those fabric ski ski masks that covers... things
0: thing's called balakavas or some shit? Yeah, whatever they're called. I always get that shit confused with baklava, which is a dessert that is delicious. <laughs> you ever had a baklava? No. Hold on, I gotta go to baklava <laughs> real quick just so you know. There's a restaurant down the road that has these little motherfuckers. They're so goddamn good. Okay. Dude, you gotta have a baklava. Okay. I'm telling you, shit is incredible. Not to be confused with... Mm-hmm. Balaclava—that's what the fuck is called. These things, you know, ski yeah. mask, Robin yeah
1: shit. But mine didn't have the the yeah, head part. That shit. Mine yeah. was just mine was just the part at the nose and below. Yeah. And then yeah. I had a toboggan cover my but head. It,
0: you were fairly so, but your eyes were probably cold as fuck. Like, well, no, I, I had
1: full full goggles on. Okay. Ski goggles. That. You so know, where did you feel seal. any
0: cold in any place?
1: No, I was completely covered up. Oh, the only place was I had gloves on, and I had I wasn't wearing no bitch gloves. I had waterproof insulated thick ski gloves you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. those big kind but the fingertips of those gloves were the weakest point because i had my neck i had a scar every piece of skin was it really noticeable or negligible it got noticeable um the only reason it did was now if i had never taken the gloves off i would have been fine but i was using a gopro and every time i had to start i the my gloves were too awkward to manipulate the buttons on the gopro with so I had to take the gloves off every time I wanted to turn it on at the top of the ski How slope. How
0: quickly could you notice the cold when your hand when you didn't have the glove on?
1: About 30 seconds I could have... Now, keep in mind, it's windy. So there's a minus 17 wind chill, and there's snow landing on me, so it's hitting my skin and melting. So I'm getting wet hands, 25-mile-an-hour winds while it's minus 3 with wet hands. So it fucking hurt. 30 seconds I could manage it, and then 30 seconds to a minute, I started audibly making sounds of discomfort. I mean, there was no... <laughs> No one else was as stupid as me, at least in North Carolina. No one wanted to be out like that. So I, I was the only one in the entire ski slope. Really? Yeah. Well, it's
0: probably kind of pretty sweet, though.
1: Yeah, it was sweet. It's probably yeah. the only time in my life that's going to happen. But they, they yeah. closed at 10, and everyone left around 8. And from like 8 to 10, I was the only one. Had the whole place to myself.
0: That's pretty baller. That's almost like some VIP shit. Yeah, dude, dude. You didn't really have to pay extra for it. It was pretty How sweet. How much is that, anyway, to do that? Like
1: 50 bucks for the rentals and everything. If you have skis already and you're just paying to ski, it's like 30 bucks. But yeah, that was my favorite thing. I I try to go three or four times every winter, even though we live in North Carolina. I can still get some pretty good runs there. Yeah, there's
0: some areas, for sure.
1: But like after, I remember the last time I tried to get a video, the GoPro was being a dick. And I had to change the batteries in it, because lithium-ion batteries only last what would normally last 2 hours only lasts 10 minutes when it's minus 2 degrees just the batteries don't Shit. work like they should same thing when it gets hot batteries don't last long in heat either but so i was having to change the battery and there's like this stupid little battery door that gets stuck and i'm like trying to pop it open and by the time i get my gloves back on like i could feel it you know first it first 30 seconds are fine with your gloves off so this is what would happen basically if you didn't have any clothes on Even if you don't have any clothes on, your hands, your fingers, you're going to be the first thing to go if if it's too cold. So this was a good test to see what would happen. So in minus 25, or minus 17 with the wind chill, after about 30 seconds, my fingers started to hurt really bad. And then after about a minute, the tips of my fingers started to go numb. And then after about a minute and a half, all of my fingers were numb all the way down to the knuckles. And then I think about two minutes was the point when I finally had gotten it situated. And by that point, I had very little motor control over my fingers at all. I could barely move them, and they were completely numb. And it was moving up into my into my palm at that point. So I finally got my gloves on, and I just started to do this a little bit to get to try to get blood flowing back. And I kept it below my heart while I was skiing. You know,
0: you think that could cause like a nerve damage?
1: It did. a permanent what, nerve damage. It did. That's what I was going to get back to so I, I skied down the ski slope and usually my fingertips would go numb every time I had to do the GoPro thing but I'd only have the gloves off for 45 seconds or so and then come right back before I even got down to the bottom of the slope because it only takes 5 minutes to ski down but this time I got down to the bottom of the slope and my fingertips were, were still numb most of my fingers had come back and I got back on the ski lift and I was going back up and I'm still trying to move my fingers to get more blood flowing and my fingertips were still numb and I came down again and I went up skiing three more times my fingertips just stayed numb the rest of the night and then I got in my truck you know blasted the heat got up to a nice uh, warm 70 degrees while I'm driving home I've I've never ha- I've never had to drive a vehicle when it was that cold before cuz it was weird like I had my heat on recirculate and full blast It's hot the hottest setting full fan and it was a 2 hour drive to get back home and I had it on Full blast heat for two hours straight, and it never got above seventy degrees in that truck. Jeez. Like it just got up there and, and What does it and go cover. to? Like ninety. I mean, if it was a hot day, and you yeah. I mean, the heat.
0: ordinarily, ordinarily.
1: I've never tried it. I mean, I just get it up but to I where mean, it's if comfortable. You, if
0: you win it, if you it full blast, it's supposed to go. Most cars go yeah. to like ninety-ish. Yeah, but probably. But you're saying, I mean, it only went to yeah. seventy because it's so far. Well, cold. Well, see,
1: normally, so. if it's cold, if it's like forty degrees, if it's already been running and the engine's warm. It might only take three minutes to warm up the inside of that truck, you know, just and it warms it up. But it warmed it up, you know, relatively quick within 10 minutes, but it just couldn't hold it. it. It's not insulated enough. It was losing it through the windows and everything. And so, but yeah, it never got, but the whole truck ride back, I noticed my fingertips. It's these two right here. were still a little numb. And the next morning I got out of bed, they're still a little numb. They were slowly getting better and then after about a week they had pretty much returned to normal normal but i can still tell barely on the fingertips they're just a little bit less sensitive than the other ones just barely but borderline if i had had my hands out in that cold any longer it would have it would have nowhere near frostbite they didn't turn purple or anything but it just shows how easy that is to get i mean they were only you don't
0: jerk off with that hand yeah, if that were to happen. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's sort of what a stranger is. You know what that is, right? <laughs> yeah, you sit on your hand. Yeah, yeah. that old trick. Yeah. Never tried it. Yeah, neither I by. Mean, That's pretty clever, though. Yeah. Pretty clever. Yeah, you just go stick your hand out in the cold
1: for a while and let yeah. it get
0: the- I think you just sit on it. You sit yeah, just cut off all of the circulation from yeah. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, you couldn't. That's what I'm saying. There's no amount of clothing on Titan. You, you'd freeze to death instantly. You'd just lose all your heat. Yeah. But, so you'd have to I'm sure that there's some kind of special insulated suit with a built-in heater that you might be able to spend a limited amount of time outside in, but everything would have to be built, so there was indoors tunnels. So what are we so it looks like obviously
0: the focus is on Mars. What are the long- term, short term and long-term complications of trying to you know cultivate life on Mars?
1: Okay, well, long term, obviously there's going to be reproduction. And we've never um experimented with sexual intercourse or giving birth on in zero gravity or other planets. So we don't know if um, the fetus would suffer massive um bone deformation because of the lack of gravity. Like the reason your bones are so strong is because they have to hold up your weight. But if you lived in, in, in zero G Even astronauts that go live in zero G for three months, they, they lose like, um, like I think they get like three or four inches taller because there's no gravity compressing them down. And then also they lose like 20 to 30% of their bone density and they have to earn it all back. And that's, and while they're up there, they're always exercising and lifting, not lifting weights, but they're on, you know, resistance machines with elastic bands so they can, um, keep their bones and muscles strong. Because if you're just floating around, there's no resistance and your body quits, maintaining bone and muscle tissue so if, if there's a fetus though the fetus can't do exercises you know so it could be born with hardly any bones well that's the it, concern
0: i'll get back to that in a sec but so the astronauts when they return back when they return home do those bone density issues persist
1: they come back I what mean, about they, the they height? do they shrink yeah they shrink i mean you actually grow two inches just when you lay down on your back i don't know if you have ever measured it but your spine just know. decompresses in it you grow that much.
0: So when so let's say a guy, you know, he grows four inches in space, he comes back, he will mm-hmm. eventually go back to his normal height. Yeah. How long does it take?
1: I don't know. Probably about the same time it took to get to that position, three or four months, six months, That'd however long interested. they stayed up there.
0: Alright, so going back to the the boneless baby, fucking worm baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. That would be a because there's no way the thing is there's no way to humanely test it except for to do it. Yeah. You know, it's kinda like that. That thing with unit seven thirty one. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's a Oh that's some dark shit. That's the I remember I read that because at twelve steps I'm not gonna say the name of the book because then I want a promotion. I want money. But <laughs> that that book that, that Libby's reading. Yeah. There was this thing in there about unit seven thirty one. It was like don't read about it. If he's like, I've been you I warned you, don't read about it. And and you read about it. Yeah, I read about it. Okay. Apparently it was this Japanese prisoner of war camp. What's and it called again? Unit seven thirty one.
0: Seven thirty one. All right, yeah. I'm gonna definitely looking <laughs> stuff
1: later. <laughs> and it wasn't a prisoner of war camp, but they took um, Chinese citizens, women, children, men, everyone, but also prisoners of war, and they just performed tests on them, like medical tests. They so did
0: some like some Auschwitz shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and the fucked up part. I'll, actually, I'm going to save that because that's the kicker. But some well, of the hold sh- on,
0: what year, When was this? World War Two. Okay you probably already said that and it fucking went over my head anyway continue
1: But some of the shit they did like they they performed uh, surgery without anesthetic while the patient was awake oh. Different kinds of surgeries like one they attached the so they attached the esophagus to the small intestine directly and skipped the stomach to see what would happen Yeah
0: I know that surgery yeah and they, they did other, about that
1: they did other things like they would um,
0: How, well, anyway go ahead I'll ask when you're done
1: They would like cut a hole in a freezer and stick someone's arm into the freezer. And let their arm freeze. And then take their arm out and like break it with a, a hammer to, to see what it would do. And uh, they, they tested various grenades and poisonous gases on people to see how effective they were. Which usually didn't involve killing them. They wanted to know how far away a grenade could kill someone. So they'd get it closer and closer and see what the, kind of damage it did. Basically just the most fucked up shit you can imagine. They would inject people with, um, with STDs and... Stuff like that. And they'd force prisoners to have sex with each other and see how what the transference rate of different STDs were.
0: Well, maybe they learned a lot.
1: They learned a whole lot. And guess what? All the people in charge of that got off free because what they the made a fuck? deal with the U.S. government. And the U.S. Yeah. government, in exchange for all the information they collected, let them all free. So, like, the re- So when we made rockets to go to the moon, we had to know how many g-forces an astronaut could take you know because when we send rockets with satellites that satellite might be experiencing 30 g's but humans can't take that so we have to build special rockets for humans that only go up to 7 g's because humans pass out like, gs? like on a roller coaster like if you're at the bottom of the hill and you're mm. getting pressed down into your seat that's maybe 2 g's what is a g right now is 1 g you weigh what does it mean? I'll tell you. How much do you weigh? Like one, 160. 160. So right now you weigh 160. You're experiencing one G. If you were on a roller coaster and you're on the bottom part of the hill and you're getting pushed down into your seat, you'd weigh 300 pounds. You'd feel that weight pushing oh, okay. you down. What does the um, G stand for gravity oh okay yeah you know, just one one earth gravity so if you went and stood on Mars you'd only weigh about 0.3 G's or you'd weigh one third of what you weigh now that's why you could, or the moon would be even less the moon is like 0.17 G's that's why you can jump like 10 foot high on the moon and bench press 500 pounds if you wanted to because the the force of gravity is different but the thing is humans can only take so much gravity force like if you get into a car accident you might experience 10 to 15 G's and 10 Gs will make you go unconscious. 25 Gs is enough to break bones, and then 100 Gs will just kill you instantly. And so they, they needed to know how, much, how many Gs an astronaut could take. And the way they know this is because during World War II, Unit 731 would put people in centrifuges. You know what a centrifuge is? Mm-hmm. It's like your washing machine when it's dry and close. Yeah. And they would spin them until the point when they died and they would record when they died so they knew how many how many G's a person could. And could they'd also expose people to extreme cold and extreme heat so they'd see like when you asked me earlier how cold could you stand they would put people in the most bundled up they could get them and just crank the temperature down until they died so they knew the minimum temperature I can't believe
0: I've never heard of this yeah. seriously I've never fucking heard of that's this
1: that's how we know if you ever wonder it's like how do they know that that's probably something based on the human body how the fuck do they know that that's probably what it came here's from here's
0: the fucked up question do you think it was worth what they did to know this information for the greater good?
1: I don't know what the greater good constitutes. It depends on how many lives it saved.
0: I guess that's true. We don't really know. Yeah. If it's, it's unknowable. Like yeah, all that information like if, if that 10, was gathered.
1: If 10 people died to get that data, but it saved 100 people's lives, then I guess it was worth it. But it depends on what those 100 people's lives were saved from doing. I mean, it's if it was a lot of variables. That's true. Yeah, like this. You can say it saved those astronauts' lives. But those astronauts didn't have to do that, you know. That's true, yeah. The world would have kept going if they so in had In a just, practical
0: sense, we really don't know. Yeah. It's unknowable. Yeah. Either way, it was fucking done. Yeah. So. Oh, God. What a fucked up way to die, too, for some of those people. Oh, I no. know. How painful... Like, I've always heard this debate. The pain... Like, freezing to death versus burning to death. Wouldn't you just lose consciousness really quickly if you were burning to death?
1: I would much rather freeze to death.
0: I mean, that's what I've always thought, too.
1: Because what happens is when you get really cold, or when hypothermia sets in, it's actually a pretty peaceful way to die, because what happens is you start to feel warm, and you start to feel like you're not cold.
0: That's so strange. And
1: then it's called paradoxical undressing. A lot of people will start to take off their clothes because they feel too hot. That's why a lot of people that freeze to death out in the woods, they find them in their underwear. And so they start start taking off all their clothes because they feel hot, and then you start to feel really tired. And then you just go to sleep, and then you die in your sleep. So it's actually a pretty not-too-bad way to die, freezing to death.
0: Is it painful? But I'm sure it's painful at first, right?
1: Because like you said, you could feel the pain. Yeah, I'm sure it's pain at first, and then you you start to feel really cold, and then your extremities will start to go numb. I just
0: wonder how long the pain lasts.
1: I mean, until it gets numb. Once it's numb, you don't feel it. Yeah, you
0: said that didn't take very long.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. I mean...
0: With a whole body, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it would be like. Your chest and your central the one thing you're talking doing. about fingertips yeah. you're talking about like i can't every imagine fucking
0: organ and all yeah I don't, know. I don't know but what about burning to death isn't there a certain point where it's just like the brain cuts off
1: no see that's that's the thing that's that's scary about burning to death is or about dying anyway is that people don't die instantly and that mm-hmm. that's there's a huge misunderstanding between hollywood about people dying in movies and how people really die like your brain is very adaptable and actually um, the only way like if you get shot you're not going to die instantly even if you get shot in the brain or get shot in the heart you're not going to die instantly because all that happens if you get shot in the heart is that you just don't have any more blood supply and your brain can last three minutes without oxygen Yeah. so if you get shot in the heart you're not going to die for three minutes yes it is a big pump and your your brain isn't most of your brain isn't necessary for survival almost all of your um. this is your uh, cerebellum right, the, right. Bi- the big part on top mm-hmm. almost all of your cerebellum isn't necessary for survival that's why if you cut off a chicken's head high enough it'll still run around in circles because it's still got its um, cerebellum and brain stem there which is motor control so how
0: long could you survive without that if you were to shoot somebody there
1: it depends on how much damage was done. Like, if a lot of people who try to commit suicide, they, sh- they sh- you know they'll shoot themselves in the mouth or in the side of the head, right. and they live through it, but because- and they just end up retarded and they just fucked up their their brain. They can't really talk anymore, or anything, but they're not dead. Mm-hmm. But in order to actually die instantly, you'd have to hit the the rear brain, the lower yeah, like the reptile like a, brain, like
0: brain barrier, or whatever it's called.
1: Well, no, that that's like transmission method how blood gets into the brain. Oh, okay. I know but, one, it's like yeah. black,
0: blood's like all black and shit. Isn't
1: yeah, it? I mean, well, I don't know about that. There's, you know talking about? There's something called the blood-brain barrier, but yes, all that. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. All that is, is it just, it makes it so only certain parts of your blood can get into your brain. That way, if, you, if you're sick and you have a cold, those cold viruses can't get into your brain because they what can't get yeah, through that barrier. That. Right. Yeah, um, but.
0: So where do you have to shoot yourself, what are you saying?
1: Your rear brain. So if you look at the evolution of animals, there's, like, you know, fish, reptiles, mammals. You have to get shot in the reptile brain, which is the back here. You know how your brain has, like, the big part on top?
0: What what would you do, like, aim to the back of your head or just in your mouth and shoot straight through?
1: Um, Well, they train people in the police and the military to shoot people right here. Uh Right between the eyes. Right between the eyes, the center of the top, the bridge of the nose, basically, like right there. Because if you're standing at eye level with someone, right behind there is the rear brain like right there is how
0: quickly would you die
1: would it be instant if it was a good shot and it went right through your brain stem right there um you you would lose motor control instantly you'd instantly collapse and you wouldn't be breathing or your heart wouldn't be beating anymore so to any medical professional you'd be dead but there would probably still be brain activity in the cerebrum and you'd probably still think and yeah you could probably still think and if your eyes were open you could probably still see at least until your brain lost oxygen supply.
0: How long do you think that would take?
1: Three minutes. That's how long your brain can go without oxygen. But it it raises a question as to what your awareness would be like. How much would you be aware of if you lost right. half your brain? But the only... I've actually, I was thinking about this. like The only way to really die instantly would be to like hold a grenade right next to your head or be in an explosion yeah. that, that, that would just incinerate you instantly. That would be the only way to die instantly. Anywhere Anything else... Would be would be lingering. There's it's almost impossible. So
0: burning to death then, contrary to what has been shown. That is, would
1: fucking suck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it would take way longer. Because
1: the, the, the only day. thing that can kill you instantly is, you know, the rear brain and it's gonna that's inside of your skull. Fire's not gonna get it's gonna take minutes to get in there. And you're gonna you'll probably like you, fire in my brain. <laughs> no, you would you would actually probably pass out from shock. That's you, what I was saying. You would fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: Yeah. I would say what I thought what i had read was that you you know you burn to a certain point obviously it's extremely painful mm-hmm. and then if you feel so much pain you're talking about yeah, those yeah. tests that they ran you know this crazy fucking experiments you would feel so much pain that you would just go out yeah you know like for instance that's one thing i wanted to ask too the studies where they were doing uh the fucking experiments rather study makes it sound almost like it was all right <laughs> yeah. the twisted experiments on doing surgery without anesthesia i'm sure like many of these patients just went unconscious from, mm-hmm. from the pain from shock yeah, yeah. I, would, I would assume that's what happened if you were burning to death
1: yeah i mean see that's the thing is that, that there's different ideas of what death is for like a a hospital isn't going to diagnose you dead until your heart stops and or really if your heart stops they'll try to restart it that's not necessarily the cause of death but if the heart stops and they can't restart it They'll call death then. But technically, you're not dead until brain activity is stopped. And if you put an EKG up to someone's brain after their heart is stopped, it'll keep going for a few more minutes. Right. And, you know, there's actually theories, going back to, like, DMT and all that, that when you die, DMT is released in your brain. And since since it's so hard to die instantly, those last three minutes or so, you're basically just tripping DMT, and it facilitates the soul's movement out of the body.
0: That's definitely so fucking that that by itself is interesting yeah yeah of course, like we said we would probably do a whole thing on that yeah another time because that's a whole fucking wormhole
1: yeah but i mean that it's crazy to think that pretty much no matter how you end up dying you're always people are going to think you're dead looking at you but you're really not for a few more minutes until your brain loses oxygen yeah but
0: that i'm just saying that flush that release yeah in your brain mm-hmm. you know the whole dmt thing just it's like yeah like you said, it kind of carries you out, drifts mm-hmm. you out into the fucking ocean or something. Yeah. The oceans of death. Anyways. Yeah.
1: That's why, that's why I wouldn't want to die instantly. Like, I wouldn't want to die from s- some traumatic brain mm-hmm. thing. I'd want it, I'd want it something to happen in the heart or something. Or get, if you get into a car accident, you know, at least your brain would for the most yeah. part be protected. Or like cardiac arrest,
0: I mean, I think it's like one third of people die from cardiac arrest. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I want to look that up because that's a pretty fucking bold statement. It's it's a lot. That's all I know. Like car, cardiac arrest is a huge percentage of, of deaths, but I I probably have a fucked up percentage of that. Either way, it's really fucked up. Like because mo- you know cardiac arrest can your heart can stop beating for you know yeah you could get shot, heart stops. You know you could mm-hmm. have a heart attack, whatever. But essentially you just go out. So it's kind of like what you're talking about. Damn, it only eight percent survival fuck mm. that is grim yeah i don't think nearly as many people die to this as i thought i don't know it's probably something yeah. else whatever i have that shit all fucked up yeah. but yeah here check this shit out it says the percentage of people yeah it it says that the percentage of people who survive with uh with treatment with treatment uh is about 8% and many who survive have significant disability Many TV shows, however, have portrayed unre- unrealistically high survival rates of nearly sixty-seven <laughs> percent. This is like some Doctor House <laughs> swooping and save him at the last minute. I nah, you, you're fucking dead. You're dead most of the time, I and mean, most of the time, when someone's old, that that's, just, that's how they know their heart stops beating. No, yeah. and lots of times when you when old people have surgery, you know they think that the risk is is the organs and this that and the other. That's really not true. Most of the time, when older people have surgery uh the issue is getting them off the respirators. they, they just hit like their lungs they're just so fucking frail and weak mm-hmm. imagine being so decrepit so weak your lungs that they if they take you off the breathing machine like you just die because you just you just can't breathe on your own mm-hmm. so it's really not like you would think like say open heart surgery you think i thought going into it like oh fuck you know this old man can't tolerate this surgery his heart's weak and old it's really usually not that. It's just he can't breathe on his own because it's so difficult to, to get back out of.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's just what's crazy about like going to space and everything Like we were talking about is that they have to make all these life support systems. Mm-hmm. And it becomes its, it's own engineering challenge just providing a habitat it, for human life.
0: It's fucking nuts just to think about how completely unpredictable. It's one thing to try... Like, think about this. Think about the measures that we take to facilitate safety... In a car, yeah, in an environment of which, like, we know what it's like to live. We know how to facilitate safety on Earth in a vehicle in transportation. And even then, mm-hmm. look at how many people die in fucking automobile accidents, yeah. you know, and all these unforeseen circumstances. Now I think about going and all the shit, and you know, yeah. a fraction about. Yeah. I mean, how like, unpredictable. you gotta be a ballsy motherfucker to go up there. You got like some the,
1: real balls. I could just tell you about some of the some of the things they have to look out for up there. So, have you heard of space junk before? space junk yeah I don't think so there's like trash in orbit and so
0: what kind of trash
1: well okay so here's an example like McDonald's <laughs> no like <laughs> pieces of satellites like little bolts and yeah, yeah, chunks yeah, of metal yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. like so China fucking half eat Big Mac up there <laughs> 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 fucking pickle Hits you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hit your fucking windshield
1: well that pickle would shoot right through your skull if it hit you oh shit yeah. that's fucked up yeah. imagine
0: death by pickle we lost bob <laughs> fucking man, no.
1: see the thing about it is like you know china shot down one of their satellites um i think in the 2012 they just blew it up with a missile Why? So they, just to see what just to happen. see if they could do it Yeah, Yeah, which was stupid.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty dumb and irresponsible. (laughs) Yeah,
1: So now there's chunks of their satellite floating around everywhere. And not just that, but other satellites, too, that have been blown up or decommissioned or run into each other. So there's just crap floating around up there everywhere. And um, NASA has actually tracked and cataloged any piece of space junk that's over, like, the size of a baseball or something like that. Like, they've identified it. They know where it's at. But the concern is smaller things, like a bolt or something like that, Mm -hmm. because you know when you're orbiting the Earth, you if you're in low Earth orbit anyway, you're going around 18, 20 times every 24 hours, which means you're going fucking fast. That means you're like going 18,000 miles an hour, damn, roughly. And so, imagine Uh, it's just a bolt. I can a bolt. That's fucked. So it doesn't matter how. Help! If even if you put a half inch thick steel plate around your satellite to armor, it doesn't matter. A little bolt going eighteen thousand miles an hour is going to tear right through it. And they can't. would to
0: be able to do that through like a like a rocket ship?
1: Yeah, that's the thing is you could be in the space station and just <laughs> bolt would go through Damn. the.
0: And do they have like the the shit to fix that? Can they fix it while they're on it, or are they just fucked?
1: I mean, it would it would puncture. I mean, they have to be pressurized so they can breathe. It would depressurize like a plane. You know, you wouldn't be able to yeah, breathe. Yeah. They probably have oxygen masks. Right, but the concern they might be able to slow down depressurization if the hole was small enough and try to plug the hole but if, if, if you had access to oxygen you might be fine but the other concern so you have to keep it pressurized like when I was saying the pressure in, at, Mar, or at Venus in the clouds was at 1 ATM 1 ATM is what we have right now and it might go down to 0.9 ATMs if you go up into the mountains that's why your ears start popping but if you go down to 0 like, you, like there would be in space, if you lost cabin pressure, you'd have other problems, like um, you have gases inside of your body, right? Like there's gases inside of your intestines and in your stomach, and those are at one ATM. So if you go to zero ATM, all of a sudden those gases are going to want to get out, and so you're going to start, it's going to hurt like hell, there's, you're going to start bloating and expanding. Would you like explode and shit? You wouldn't explode, that, that's a yeah. common myth. You wouldn't explode, but you would undergo a, a shitload of pain, from your stomach. from like bloating? From like bloating. severe bloating. Yeah. And the other issue would be your blood, because you have dissolved gases in your blood. Like, you know how you have... Like, when you breathe oxygen, the oxygen gets dissolved into your blood, right? And it floats around in your blood, and then CO2 dissolves in your blood and undissolves in your lungs, and you breathe it out. But your blood carries those gases, and as soon as you go... The only reason those gases are dissolved is because we're in air pressure right now. But if you remove that pressure, all those gases... Come out of solution that so your blood starts to boil literally and gases so now you'll have air all in your bloodstream, which is not good. You know when you get an injection, that's why they. I know. Yeah, I know. So now you'd have air all in your bloodstream, and that's
0: really fucking serious.
1: Yeah, you you die instantly, not instantly, but very very quickly.
0: Yeah, I know that that's something I do know. It's it's very serious.
1: Yeah, so that that's the concern. That's why they have to keep the cabin. Also, your eyeballs too squeeze out of your head a little bit probably wouldn't pop out a socket but that would not be fun
0: dude science scary as fuck yeah that shit is scary as fuck
1: yeah it is
0: (laughs) it's like all the shit sounds like a fucking horror movie yeah you know all of it all the things that can go wrong (laughs) that shit is horrific as fuck
1: not only that but they have to shield the outside of the spacecraft with with lead because the earth's atmosphere um blocks most of the radiation from the sun that's why you don't have to wear a lead apron every time you walk outside. But up in space, there's no atmosphere. There's just a little spacecraft, so they have to line the spacecraft with lead so they don't get cancer every time they go up there from radiation. Does
0: some of it still like, seep through? Or? Yeah,
1: probably. I mean, just, just taking a commercial flight, you would receive a lot of radiation. Like, flight attendants have some of the highest radiation exposure of any job.
0: Are their cancer rates a lot higher?
1: I don't know the data on that, so I can't speak for it. It wouldn't surprise me if it were, though. For people that have been in that industry for decades. Damn. But you get a pretty good dose, and you're still in the atmosphere at that point. But if you go up there for any, I mean, you've experienced a lot of radiation at that point. And it's gamma radiation, too. It's harsh stuff. God. It's not x-rays.
0: you got to be a savage to go up there, man. Yeah. you got to be a total. Would you do it?
1: If If I was... If you had the opportunity. If I was older, and I felt like I had lived the best years of my life already, then, yeah.
0: You're gonna die, a fucked up death. Yeah. But you know, hey, if there's ever, if there's ever a reason to die, it's like I feel like that. You know, dying yeah. in the in the name of science, I yeah. feel, is is all right. Not the motherfuckers that died in those horrible experiments. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. But voluntarily going to fucking Mars or some shit yeah. and you know, dying up there, I feel like, all right, you yeah. you're so served a noble fucking cause. Imagine. I was thinking about this the other day, like I think yesterday. Imagine being the first person successfully born and raised on on another planet. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be crazy. Because man. now we we would we would be able to have the tech and data to mm. to know that and to track it. Like right now, yeah. we don't know who the fucking first human ever was. Yeah. We don't know that. You
1: know the you know, the other thing they have to worry about when they go up there is uh, biological contamination. So like whenever they send a a new satellite or a spacecraft into orbit or a Mars lander, they this is a dumbing it down but they go over that entire thing with Clorox wipes. They clean the fuck out of it. I mean, yeah. they use sophisticated methods, but they make sure there's no bacteria on it. Because if there is life on Mars, we don't want to contaminate it with earth bacteria that's going to kill all that life, and then we'll never know. And then we may find life on Mars one day and be like, "Hey, look, it's life," but it turns out to just be bacteria that we brought there. So we take a lot of a lot of care to not put But also the other way around. So like when those astronauts came back from the moon, the first ones we sent, we kept them in an isolation chamber for like a week to make sure they didn't catch any moon disease. Shit. You know, because we didn't know if they were exposed to something.
0: Well, do you think it's plausible? Obviously, it's hugely hypothetical that there's a life nearly equivalent to human life. And they're like fucking mole people on another planet. You know, But like we just can't see them on the surface.
1: You mean just like any kind of life or... Well, no, like, I
0: don't want to say humanoid, but...
1: Mammal-ish, like... Yeah, ish. Not yeah.
0: like a, a fucking little organ, a tiny organism. I mean, like, a something akin to what we are, sort of. But maybe the atmosphere or the, the environment the atmosphere on the surface of the planet is just not livable. So I mean, like maybe, not, the fuck
1: maybe not intelligent life, but you know how I was talking about Europa, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a good chance that there's some kind of fish or squid-like thing down there. I mean, there's no reason there shouldn't be. Europa's been there long enough to have evolved life by now, and it has the same conditions on it that we have on Earth in the ocean that has life. You know, the hydrothermal vents and the salt water. They're going to be like
0: super octopus people. One I day. mean,
1: it, it could be that they've already become intelligent. And they're building What if
0: they're like fucking octopus humans?
1: Could be. Octopus are incredibly smart. I think Damn, they're... but they're like half human and shit. Wouldn't it be sweet? Oh um,
0: yeah. Dude, imagine yeah. have fucking tentacle arms. Yeah, that, maybe, like maybe they're up tentacle porn. You know you seen that shit?
1: Mm-mm. The hentai? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you
0: don't know what hentai is?
1: I know what hentai is not tentacle porn though.
0: But it's like say the hentai is like anime porn and they'd be like fucking motherfuckers with tentacles and shit. Oh okay. It's like who's just like Nah, seeing this motherfucker get stuck with a dick, that's not enough. You know what we need here? A big juicy tentacle. (laughs) We need some suctioners on that motherfucker. Like, that's terrifying. Imagine getting fucked by a tentacle and it's like suctioning, you know, your insides and shit where you're getting fucked. I don't even, Mm -mm. that's fucked up. is. I'm just saying, what if there's octopi in there? Is it octopi or octopuses? Octopi. That's what I thought.
1: Yeah, anything that ends with an S. Like, like, stylus. Yeah,
0: what, what was it? Platypuses. I thought it was platypi. Pl- I believe it's platypuses. Oh, is it? We gotta find this shit out.
1: I thought anything that ended in an S, like, stylus, should be styli. What the fuck? Top search on platypus. Platypus deaths.
0: What? That's weird. <laughs> Why is that the top search on a fucking platypus? Yeah, scientists generally use platypuses. Or simply, platypus. But, colloquially, damn, it's a fucked up word. Colloquially. I feel like I'm forgetting a syllable. Anyway, platypi is also acceptable. Though it is technically incorrect. I still like platypie, personally. I'm gonna stick with that shit. Man, a platypus is a... That proves that like, if there is a god of some sort, that motherfucker definitely has like a fucked up sense of humor. Look at this fucking <laughs> thing! Look! It looks like a fucking scrot with a duck bill on it. It looks like somebody took my fucking nutsack. Look, look at this dog with a fucking shoe on his head. <laughs> he looks just like one. And they just put a little fucking duckbill on him. That shit looks ridiculous. That is so goofy looking, man. Look at this little motherfucker. He looks like a mole. Damn, he's ugly. But he's kind of cute. You know, in a fucked up way. Anyway. Yeah. Nature is fucked up uh, it's scary as fuck science is scary as fuck i mean it's really cool you know and i mean i wouldn't mind dying in one of those ways if i got to like going to mars and even if i like fucking exploded on as soon as i like, land. <laughs> <laughs> at least you imagine made it. like imagine you know you have like some fucking shit like how it would affect how would it affect like i don't know this may sound stupid like taking a shit would you
1: would you Oh, they yeah. have to have uh, vacuum toilets that suck air, so that way your shit doesn't start floating up and yeah, off Yeah, that's what your I was ass. thinking. Yeah, that's what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Or like when you when you pee, they have like a vacuum, and you piss into the vacuum, and it. Sh- sh- dang. That way, it's it doesn't. It's like disturb- a catheter. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm just saying. The, I think the scariest thing to me is like the whole bloating thing, and like if your inside exploded. That's fucked up. Yeah. You just be chilling and be like, oh man. Yeah. I think that fucking taco paste. <laughs> <laughs> it hit my stomach wrong. It's like fucking. <laughs> fucking guts blast open. Fuck. Shit. Alright. Anything else?
1: Nah, no, I think we're good.
0: Alright. That's it. Enjoy that last final. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Bye.